1: It's time to open the word once again with evangelist Lester Roloff on the Family Altar Program. Glory
0: for all is when Jesus comes to stay. Have your Bible turned with us, please, and we're going to have a great text. You look at 1 Corinthians and see what you see. 1 Corinthians, the Bible has always been the most despised, misused, and abused book in the world, and simply because it is God's Word. The world has never been on good terms with God. The world is a Christ denier and a God-hater. It's always been like that. People were not born loving God. You know, it may seem strange to you, but I'm going prove something to you today. Did you know that little babies are not even born loving their mother? That sounds strange to you? You see, that ought to be the challenge. I wish these psychiatrists and uh, these psychologists and this newfangled philosophy... An education program would forget itself and go jump in the lake. They're teaching that all people are born good. That's a lie. Bible said, Behold, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. You can't explain the meanness of our young people today apart from total depravity. They come from a bad stream. The source is bad. Now, that's the reason every child ought to have a Christian mother, and a Christian daddy. And yet on the heels of that statement, i got to make another, and that is a Christian mother and a Christian daddy will not guarantee that the child will go to heaven, but at least will give the child a good chance, an opportunity to learn and go to heaven. What I'm saying is this. I do not believe in salvation by proxy. Some people do. That means that a child can be saved because its mother and daddy uh, are saved, and they're Christians, and therefore... I'm going to go to heaven on my mother's skirt tail. No, sir, you won't. I'm going to go to heaven in in my dad's pocket. No, you won't. No, you won't. And so we'll have to start, and, and this is going to lead up to the message, and I know I'll never get through, but all of us are born depraved. Our appetites are depraved. No child will eat right unless you teach him. It's not natural even for a child to take exercise. Even though when they're little they will. Have you ever noticed that? You ever noticed a little baby laying up in the bed kicking, throwing his arms, turning his head? God's got an automatic exercising deal going on inside that little fellow. But when he gets older, he gets too lazy. And so he gets fat, lazy, rather sloppy and sluggish. Talk about exercise, uh-uh. I'm speaking this morning. That's one part of my message is on exercise. You see, the, 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 your life is in the bloodstream, but suppose it won't circulate. Suppose you get one little clot, and it, clog, it, clogs, it clots up and clogs up uh, the pipe. Then your life won't flow. And then what happens? Whatever it doesn't get the blood dies and turns black. And uh, so they say he had a blood clot on the brain. Well, what did it do? It paralyzed his brain. They said, we'll have to operate immediately. When people's stomach, of course, your, 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 real, your real strength and your real life comes from the intestinal tract and from your stomach. You keep, you keep the bloodstream pure and clean and flowing, and you keep the intestinal tract, including the colon, uh, clean, and I'll guarantee you'll have health. There won't be anything can 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 make you sick. That's the reason uh, I never would take an aspirin tablet. It'll eat you lying in your stomach. And the doctors are just about to wake up, some of them I noticed, uh, to the dangers and the deaths that come. From aspirin. I imagine there's no way on earth to estimate how many people have been killed gradually by aspirin tablets. Buffering, Anacin, all that stuff. It's just made to make money. There might be some temporary relief, but there's no permanent remedy. And the after effects will get you. I'm speaking this morning on life and how to live it because the Bible sure doesn't leave it out. You have your Bible, turn to 1 Corinthians 10. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Now that just about fixes it, doesn't it? Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. It's all right to do something. You come and say, Brother Olaf, Uh, Would it be all right for me? I said, if it's for the glory of God, go ahead. I think it'd be fine. Whatever's for the glory of God. But most of us have a tendency to want to do something for our own sensual benefit instead of for the glory of God. And so I want to speak for a while. Turn to uh, Leviticus, if you will. Leviticus chapter 11. The Lord spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying unto them, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, These are the beasts which is, you'll eat among all the beasts that are on the earth. Now, let me pause long enough to say that eating beasts and meat was not in the original plan of the Lord. And one of the proofs is that Genesis said they ate herbs. That was their meat. They ate herbs. They ate things of the ground. We were made out of the soil. Now, so is an animal made out of the soil. But why should we have to run, really, our meat and vegetables, rather, through the animal in order to get them. But he said, uh, after the fall, they began to eat meat. Now, you've heard me say, and I say again, the more meat and the more beasts we eat, the more beastly we become. Man has become more like a beast and an animal than a man, and we see it everywhere. Mean, vicious, he's become a killer, full of hatred. Now, I'm not saying that the meat has done it, but I'm saying that man has overly, uh, been, uh, overeaten meat. I think it's the cause of most of the heart attacks, the grease. Grease never made a contribution to health, never did. Then one of the reasons I know that at least overeating of meat is wrong is because of the tradition. It's, you build everything around meat. The whole meal is built around meat. What meat are we going to have? Not what vegetable, not what salad, oh no, uh-uh. What meat? There's usually two things that's asked about a meal: what are we going to have for meat, and what are we going to have for dessert? Now, that's the two things everybody's interested in. They got a meat tooth, they got a grease tooth, and they got a sweet tooth, and that's the two things they're interested in. And those are the two things that'll kill you. I do not think it can be overly uh, emphasized the the importance of what uh, uh, I mean the, the what sugar has done in contributing to cancer because of the uh, fermentation, and because of the poisons it puts on the inside. I believe that sweets, commercial sweets today, these candy counters, these candy counters, including your chewing gum, because it's got a lot of sugar in it. We just don't need that. In other words, why you're chewing chewing gum, uh, somebody said, well, I do it to sweeten my breath, honey. Your breath doesn't come from your mouth. It comes from your tummy. You get your little stomach all cleaned out, and your breath will be sweet. That's right. And so, we just try to teach you what's right. The dentist, go ask him and see what chewing gum has done. I don't know whoever invented this. What do you call it? Gum they blow around, huh? Not blow gum, double bubble or bubble, huh? I'm telling you, isn't that stupid? Human beings, they walk down the street blowing great, whoop. I mean, and what it's done to the teeth, the dentist has tried to warn but mothers and dads don't seem to care. They'll say, oh, well, if they wear out their teeth, we'll get them a false teeth. And yet nobody ever enjoyed false teeth. Did you know that? Nobody. But that's one thing the dentist has never been able, and that's to make false teeth that everybody liked. fact is, nobody likes false teeth. Of course, I'd, uh, I'd rather have false teeth than a false heart and a false life. But uh, don't you believe that God knew what he was doing when he made man? He said, I'm going to put two eyes in you. They'll last as long as you last. I'm going to put two sets of teeth in you. Doesn't he put two sets of teeth? He said, "Now I'm going to give you your baby teeth." The Lord is so wise, Mother Nature. I tell you, gave some little baby teeth. Well, those little baby teeth, they they couldn't last always, and so they they after a while they begin to come out, and they begin to come out, and uh, then your bigger teeth come in. You you your mature teeth come in 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 the Bible in the body uh, wonderfully. And, and marvelously framed and put together, and yet look how we treat it. Why, if you treated your car like you treat your body, that thing would cave in and, and crater in the next three months. You couldn't run it at all. You just think of the stuff you put in your body, just the junk. You just stop over here and, and you, a bunch of old French fries and hamburgers and hot tamales and Mexican food, and I mean, a bunch of grease and pizza pie and all that bunch of commercial junk. Why, no wonder people are so sick today. Can you imagine that? Why don't you just go through a cleansing process and uh, just give your body what it needs, not what you want. People, uh, we're not to live to eat, we're to eat to live. That's it. That's what the Lord, that's what the Bible, whether you eat or whether you drink. And I know that a lot of people say, Brother Olaf, I wish you'd quit that. Why? I can help you if you'd let me. I'll tell you one thing. uh, The last 20 years sure has brought back some transformations and revelations in the lives of a lot of our friends. 20 years ago when we started... And, of course, my body was pretty well gone 20-some-odd uh, years ago. fact is, it, it's, been, it's been a quarter of a century ago now since a little lady told me about some things that I ought to eat and ought not to eat and the things uh, that I suffered. Well, let's read on. Uh, second verse, he said, These are the beasts which ye shall eat uh, among all the beasts that are on the earth. Whatsoever parteth the hoof and is cloven-footed and cheweth the cud among the beasts, that shall ye eat nevertheless. These shall ye not eat of them that chew the cud, or of them that divide the hoof, as the camel, because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hoof. He is unclean unto you. And the coney, because he cheweth the cud, but uh, divideth not the hoof, he is unclean unto you. And the hare, because he cheweth the cud, but divideth not the hoof, he is unclean unto you. And the swine, there comes that old hog, and the swine, though he divide the hoof and be cloven-footed, Yet he cheweth not the could, He is unclean to you. Of their flesh shall ye not eat. And their carcass shall ye not touch. They are unclean to you. Did you notice he put two verses about the whole? Did you notice he put a little more in about the whole? I guess he knew that man would come along one of these days and start eating what he ought not to eat. These shall ye eat of all that are in the waters. Whatsoever hath fins and scales in the waters, in the seas, and in the rivers, them shall ye eat. And all that have not fins and scales in the seas and in the rivers, I see that's fresh water and salt water, in the seas and in the rivers, of all that move in the waters, and of any living thing which is in the waters, they shall be an abomination unto you. They shall, they shall be even abomination unto you. You shall not eat of their flesh but ye shall have their carcasses in abomination. Whatsoever hath no fins, nor scales in the waters, that shall be an abomination unto you. Now that's plain, isn't it? Now then, all you got to do is figure out what doesn't have scales and fins. And it makes sense, really. Now, a crab doesn't have scales and fins, does he? No. And after all, why would people want to eat a bunch of old crabs? Of course, I realize that crabbing's a big business and uh, people will eat them, but it's not scriptural to eat them. And physically, I don't, whatever is not scriptural is not physically best for you. Now, get that. God knew what he's talking about. After all, he made you. And the man who makes an automobile ought to know what ought to be the manual to go with it and what you ought to, what kind of fuel you ought to put in it. I guarantee they tell me about the planes I fly and the automobiles I drive. They say, now, you're supposed to use a certain fuel, and a certain oil in this plane. And the guarantee is no good unless you go by the manual. Now, are you listening? The Bible is the manual. That's God's manual. Now, I've paid the price for not going by the manual, and uh, but, but a lot of it was ignorant. I never did know. Nobody ever taught me. You can go through college and through seminary and get a doctor's degree and never learn one thing about temple care. Not one thing. My wife went through uh, Mayor Hardin Baylor, and uh, she majored in home economics, and she didn't learn one thing about health. Not one. About the second year we were married, and she was operated on and whacked all to pieces. That ought not to have been necessary, such a young bride. There's some things that's necessary for health. One of them is the right nutrition. And there's just one disease known to man, and that's malnutrition and a lack of exercise. You put that down. And I believe it. it's absolutely what's killing the American people today. We're living in a lazy time. Automobiles, and the automobile's going to be the killer. It's the number one killer in the world today. What it doesn't kill on the highway and wrecks, it'll kill through your nose. Smelling the poison, they're shooting out the tailpipe. But nobody wants to quit. I wish they'd declare uh, say, out one week out of a month, walk week. Boy, that'd be something. You talk about howling. If they passed a law saying nobody can drive uh, one week out of the month, wouldn't that be something? But I tell you, it'd bring about some health if everybody walked to work, all the kids cut off all these school buses. I wish they'd do away with all the school buses. We might balance a budget in schools. I really do, busing business, hauling kids 40 miles on a bus to take them to a strange school over there. Well, it reminds me of a bunch of idiots, wasting God's money and tax money like that. We haven't got enough sense to fill a thimble. Well, we say we're doing it for integration. Let me tell you something, brother, and I'm not calling uh, the, 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 the colored people black and the white people white. I'm not interested in the color of people, but I'm saying this, you can, you can tie. A bobcat's tail and a bulldog's tail together and you've got integration but you won't have very much fun and they, they won't get along too good. Do you know that? It's not union, it's unity. Just putting together. You could put me with a bunch of Episcopalians and Catholics and, and other people and, and you could put me with the seven-day Adventists, and you could throw me in there but unless we got to believe in the like, we wouldn't get along. Anytime time they denounce Jesus Christ, virgin-born, and uh, the blood redemption, I'll guarantee you I'd be in a big fight with them. Anytime time they tell me that you couldn't know you're saved by the grace of God, I don't care how many of them is in there with, I wouldn't enjoy it! And they wouldn't want me around very long either. I feel uh, sort of like the old farmer that I've told you about before. Bless his old ignorant heart, he's out in the farm one day, and here came a man and... and uh, he uh, he was uh, telling him, he said, listen, I want you now to uh uh I want you to get uh, your children. He said they're all in school, and you need to get them an encyclopedia. Every child ought to have an encyclopedia. And he just kept in, impressing on that poor ignorant farmer's mind and grass is growing, and he wanted to start plying and the fellow hollering encyclopedia, and finally. He just said, encyclopedia, nothing. Let him walk to school just like I had to walk to school. (laughs) Get up. And he started plowing again. That's what I'm talking about. Well, I just know this. If we'd start walking again, bunch of lazy outfits, no wonder we're sick today. You say, well, I read over there where it said bodily exercise profiteth little. Yeah. I believe I'll take that up in a minute. Before we get through, I'm going to go to that verse. That's what people say, well, it don't profit much and just sit around until you die. Let me tell you something. You better circulate your blood and you can't do it sitting down. The television set has been the number one, of the, one of the number one hindrances to health. It's ruined the eyes. It's ruined the bodies. It's ruined the uh, lives and, and the, the physique of the girls and the boys and the men and women that lay around on couches and floors and half sitting, half laying half lay in an old chair watching that silly stuff coming out of Hollywood. Oh, listen, dear friends. Well, what did he say about eating? Well, he said we ought not to eat anything in the water, whether it be in the river or the sea, that doesn't have fins and scales. Now, what about the shrimp? I mean, when you, you know, a lot of times, I could just leave this, but I'm not going to leave it. I'm (laughs) going to tell you, the shrimp doesn't have any scales, does he? And fins, I mean, he doesn't have the, the fins. He doesn't qualify. The shrimp lives where? In the mud. He deteriorates. He's the most per- perishable thing in the water. All you've got to do is just put one little shrimp up on the organ and let him rot. You'll smell him all over this building. You just leave one little shrimp in your bait can. He'll smell up your entire car. Leave one shrimp in the trunk of your car. I know I've been there. And let him rot, and I'll guarantee you'll smell him when you get in the car. Why? He perished. He rotted. A carrot wouldn't do that. Amen? Huh? A big old juicy onion wouldn't do that. Oh, you'd say you wouldn't eat onions. I bound you I would. Yes, sir. Onion's the tranquilizer. You can eat an onion just before you go to bed if you want to. And uh, it'll help you to sleep. Well, shrimp. Some people eat mullet. Mullet doesn't qualify. Mullet doesn't qualify. I was down in Florida, and boy, they had... Uh, they had, uh, what did they used to call those what kind of mullet? I mean, they not baked, uh, but, um, oh, not barbecued. But some way they fixed them, you know. And I never had tasted a mullet. But, oh, they thought that was a delightful dish. Mullet. What about oysters? It's a popular dish, isn't it? Oyster stew, fried oysters. Doesn't qualify. You'd say, Brother Olaf, you just interfered. No, I'm just going by the book. Just going by the book. You're going by tradition. I'm going by the book. Bible says it doesn't. if it has fins and scales, help yourself. Help yourself. But uh, you know what it says, don't you? So whether you're going to do it. Now, to me, it makes sense. It makes sense. And I'll tell you what you do. You eat what the Bible says eat, exercise like you're supposed to exercise, and then just see how you get along. And let me, let me add one more thing. Don't overeat anything that may be good. That's what's killing most people. People say eating three meals a day. Who in the world ever started that? Man, God didn't start it. Ah, uh, listen, I'll tell you what's happened to most people. They eat too much. That'll kill you. That's the thing. Even good food, you can eat too much. The older I get, and the older anybody gets, the less they ought to eat. The less they ought to eat. Oh, and listen, here's what'll kill a man when he quits, when he retires, to keep eating the heavy diet he was eating while he was working, see. He thinks, oh, I'm just going to sit around here. First thing, somebody said, you know, he died pretty soon after he retired. He sure did. He ate himself to death. He killed himself. Eating. That's what's killing most people. No exercise. No exercise. And, and the food that they eat is not assimilated and not properly digested. I want to talk to me a minute. <laughs> One of my faults in my health, and it was my daddy's fault also, and that's to eat too fast. I don't mean to, and then a lot of times I, I'm sure is that I'm always trying to do at least two or three things at one time. I hardly ever am satisfied, I've, I've got a phone here and a fork here. And I'm talking and I said, yes, and somebody said, what are you eating? Well and uh, that's uh, that's not good really. That's not good. The old body just has to take what it can get, and we push it around. And then we uh, begin to get discouraged because it begins to cave in, and yet it doesn't get the proper care, temple care. Uh, You you know, see, God's got all the lubrication in your system you need if you eat right. Your hair. uh, It wouldn't need a lot of things. Uh, There's nothing prettier than natural hair. That's right. I mean, why wouldn't you girls just take care of the hair that you have, see? Why wouldn't you just look after it real good while you're young? I believe that's what the Bible talks about. Say what you please. Just holler all you want to, but I'm still with the book. I'm just still with the book. And uh, i and I'll tell you something else. The Bible said that long hair is a shame to a man, so I don't want to live in shame. And uh, I, I believe that, uh, I believe that hair can be a woman's glory. And uh, I just believe that if we, do, if we just go by the book, all I'm talking about today is just going by the book.:
1: Thank you for joining us today on the Family Altar program with Lester Roloff. You may listen to the preaching and the special music of the Family Altar program 24 hours a day when you visit our ministry website rolloff.org. We love hearing from our listeners. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please write to us at Rolloff Evangelistic Enterprises. P.O. Box 100, Fort Thomas, Arizona, 85536. Again, that's Roloff Evangelistic Enterprises, P.O. Box 100, Fort Thomas, Arizona, 85536. This broadcast is made possible by the prayers and financial support of listeners like you. Thank you for partnering with us, and remember that Christ is the answer.